This episode is brought to you in part by members of the Geek Therapy Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you too can become a member, help support our growing network of podcasts, and get access to exclusive content. For more information, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. My name is Josue Cardona with Lauren Keller. Hello. Ali Matu. Good evening. And Lara Taylor. Hey. Guys, before we get started, I want to thank uh, two new Patreon members, uh, Oscar and Georgie. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Yay. Uh, thank you. Thanks, patrons. Woo. It's really awesome. I ne- I've never done that before. Thank patrons. I should do that more often. All patrons are awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, new segment time. Ali, you ready? Oh, 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 oh man. Okay. <clears throat> I'm ready. Okay. Get ready for topic time. <laughs> <laughs> Topic time. The worst name for a segment I've come up with yet, but uh, yeah, I figured wow. some alliteration. Instead of just saying, let's have a topic for discussion, I wanted to give Ali something to sing about. Who doesn't want to sing about topic time? It's good, it's good. You've gone segment mad, Josue. <laughs> I have, I have. How is this different from any other segment uh, where we talk about topics? Well, this is it. I mean, we're just going to... We just have a topic. I just, I just never called it a segment before. Like Lara just said, I'm, I'm segment crazy. So <laughs> this is your topic. So, so you wanted to talk about stuff we love that other people don't. Um, last week we recorded, and before we recorded, we have a, we had a, an interesting discussion, and apparently, so still on your mind. So, 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 what are you thinking, Ali? What do you want to talk about? Well, I really enjoyed our question queue last week, and it started to that discussion got me thinking about things that you might really passionately love, irrespective of what other people think, irrespective of uh, low Rotten tomato scores, irrespective of people making fun of you for it, and what that experience is like, why we might like these things, how do we handle those discussions, um, the criticisms that come, how do we uh, keep that interest alive, and maybe sometimes when do we let it go? I, um, it just brought up a lot of ideas in my head, and Josue, you and I always have these discussions about about stuff because we so are passionate about different things, and we kind of disagree on that. Um, so I think it's it's just a topic I'd love to hear from everyone about if, if they've ever experienced this. So, I mean, to, to be clear, I don't think we like different things. It's just that there's something that I really, really like, and you're like, that other people I, don't, I don't like that. Really, don't really like don't. That. Yeah, it's not like we don't like, <laughs> right? It, it's, it's not like I like things that nobody likes. Also, no, of course with, with Rotten Tomatoes, right? Let, let's make thing, one thing very clear. A low Rotten Tomato score just means that less reviewers found it favorable than found it favorable because it's just a percentage of the people who liked it. So unless something has a 0%, right? a 0% would mean that no critic liked it at all. But even a 1% means there's there's 1% of there's critics out there who thought it was... It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably me. <laughs> it sounds like you're justifying yourself, Josue. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't yuck my yum. Let me like what I like. I can't I can't help it. Josue, and- I agree with you with most things, so don't even. Like- <laughs> I'm right there in the, the, like, there's at least somebody that likes this thing, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough to be a DC Comics fan, uh, 
DC movie fan nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a good example of it. And that's part of um, what got me thinking about this is we had a discussion about Batman versus Superman that I was uh, pretty down on. And um, like, this is a challenge for me sometimes when we're having discussions and I know you love this thing. And I really didn't like that thing. <laughs> um, so how do we have those discussions that are productive and healthy and um, don't take away from your love of it? But also, um, I'm able to express what what I experienced watching that. I like to think that for the context of this show and anything that's geek therapy related, my idea is to always celebrate stuff. And that doesn't mean... Well, I think it absolutely. I think it probably means that there's no room for um, too much critique of stuff, right? It's like you don't go to Comic Con to go talk about all the things that you hated about DC movies, right? Like even even if you did, that's not the place where you would do it, right? Some like, people do, <laughs> <laughs> but but not really, right? Like that's not. I mean, some people are just like that everywhere, right? But you don't go there for that. And I like to think that geek therapy shows are are a place for. Or at least the ones the ones that I have any say in are more of a, a celebratory thing. If we had a critique show, our, our conversations would be completely different. If we had a movie review show, I could ask, I would absolutely talk about faults and and things that maybe I didn't like, the things that I I maybe would have changed or, or I uh, whatever. But I don't know. But I don't. I don't. That's not what these conversations are for. But outside, I just tend to be more positive. Like Ali and I had this uh, text uh, exchange this week. He was watching the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if you got this from from my, my text, but I I learned a little bit, or or I realized a few things about myself. Is that the things that I like about movies are like novelty and maybe metaphor, or maybe new things that I hadn't seen before. Right? Right. Like the things that I was pointing out about the movie are the things that I appreciated about the movie, but probably aren't the things that most people would remember about the movie, maybe. You remembered a lot about that movie. I was really impressed. and I saw it many times. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a very interesting experience for me because I, I hadn't seen it since it came out. I think I was probably like 10 years old when that movie came out. And um, I remember I was a kid walking out of the theater going, what was that? That did really feel like <laughs> Mario Brothers. I don't, I don't think I like that movie. It, it's probably the first movie I remember not liking because I would just like every movie I saw as a kid because I, I was is it a movie? It's a movie. Okay, I like this. Um, and then came Super Mario Brothers. Um, but re-watching it and, and texting with you this way about it, I was really surprised by how much I actually liked it now that I was looking at it as a, as its own thing. And one of the things that you seemed to like about it was how much it was reimagining some of the ideas of the Mario Brothers. Oh, I love me some reinterpretations. Oh, right, yeah. which is one reason why I think you <laughs> like the Star Wars prequels so much is there's so many new ideas there for the franchise and and all of that. I don't know. I mean, Laura or Lauren, have you either experienced like really loving something and then either wondering if anyone else likes it or being very directly coming to to face the facts that a lot of people might challenge um, this thing or why you like it? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And most of... I don't want to say most, but a lot of the flack I get for liking these things 
is from my friends in the geek community. Mm. Um, I like Twilight a lot. Um, <laughs> exactly. 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 I'm so That's sorry. Important. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, know it's, I know that there are problems with it. I know, and I could go into a long conversation about how I know all these problems and what the problems are and still say that I appreciate it. I tend to like soap opera-y kind of things. Mm. Um, I have since I was a kid. I would stay home from school, sick, and I got hooked on soap operas. The drama, the like, oh, no, he didn't kind of thing. (laughs) Um, And so watching... Twilight for me was partly about that, but it was a it was a geeky wannabe horror kind of thing thrown onto it. I like vampires that don't sparkle more than vampires that sparkle. It's interesting because when my wife and I picked our dance for uh, the song to dance to for our wedding, Twilight wasn't even part of the conversation, but we picked the the Thousand Years song. People, our friends who were geeky were like, oh my god, I can't pick, believe they picked the Twilight song. We're like, no, that had nothing to do with it. We didn't watch Twilight together. It was the words of the song. But we got a lot of flack for that from our oh, friends. Wow. Um, another thing that I get a lot of flack for is, is liking Frozen a lot. Mm. Um, and I get teased by my sister and my, her husband and my nephews. And I, I don't know what it is about that. I think, and it's mostly my brother-in-law. It's something about the hype behind that that movie. And I'm like, well, Star Wars has is a Disney property and has such, just as much hype. Why do you not like Frozen, but you like Star Wars? Oh, it's because there's lightsabers and not <laughs> uh, princesses and queens that that don't need a man and they love their sister their sister relationship is more um but i it's something that you know i i'll raise my my frozen flag and um all weekend uh i went out of town and my wife's been playing the ukulele and we were singing do you want to build a snowman and annoying the crap out of my family and it was amazing <laughs> but yeah I, I get a lot of flack. You remember when Coco came out that there was the short, the Olaf short at the beginning? Yes, and I was so excited about it. <laughs> I, ca- I can't believe that. And I thought it was hilarious. Like the whole time I was, I was laughing. I liked it. But then it got so much hate. It was one of those, it was one of those recent moments where I was like, wait a minute. Like, why, why are people hating on this thing that I just enjoyed so much? It's a, it's a strange experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, it happens to me more than most, apparently. But it's still like <laughs> weird. Like I, like, I can't even comprehend the, the, the hate towards something sometimes. Laura, does, has, so how have you gotten to this point where you can watch Frozen and celebrate it and enjoy it even when you get so much pushback against it? Because that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is I think a lot of people listening to this podcast right now might have a hard time celebrating it as openly, as celebrating a thing that they love as openly as you've been able to celebrate Frozen when you get so much pushback. So how, how did you get to that point? I think, so there's... There's a bit of a difference. So my love of Twilight, I don't have as many people that I know that are um, actually into it. But with me and Frozen, so I kind of don't fly that flag as much as I use, as I do the Frozen flag. Um, but with Frozen, I have my wife who likes it. I have other friends who 
are that are adults because other people make fun of me because it's a kids movie. It's for little kids. I'm like Disney movies are not just for little kids. <laughs> um, you're just saying that because it's Frozen. But I have people that I that I do sing these songs with, and um, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. So many times at the Castro Street Theater, they have Frozen sing-alongs. Um, <laughs> they had a Frozen sing-along at Ghirardelli Square not that long ago. I haven't been to that many, but it's like it's something that I that I like, and there are people there who sing the songs, know all the words. And can't wait for Frozen 2. I really want to see Frozen on Broadway. It's mostly being able to find those people that do enjoy it and have a little bit of validation. And and some. I'm not a very, like, stand-up-for-myself kind of person in general when I'm by myself. But if I have even one other person, I can be like, yes, I like Frozen. We like Frozen. What of it? (laughs) (laughs) Lauren, have you experienced anything like this? Um, so, I mean, it. I, I can think of examples where I'm like the minority for liking something, but I don't. Maybe, maybe I'm a, a boring person who's too, too mainstream. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! I'm looking too closely at myself. Wait, wait! No, you're the person who last week said it's th- absolutely okay to like something that's bad. It is. It is. I just. I guess. I. I. I don't know. I feel like I have more examples of things where people really like it, and I'm the one who's like, "Oh, I don't. I don't like that," and I'm the minority in that way. Right. Um, let's see. The one of the examples I thought. Uh, and this is not a, a broad spread thing, but the the Silent Hill video game series for people who like that series, generally speaking, people like the first four original games that were by Japanese developers, and then the fifth through eighth games, nine nine games. Gosh, how many games? I think there's nine games and then an arcade game. But other than the original four, everybody sort of you know, fans of the series sort of shit on those other games mm. and, uh, you know, offer unending love to the originals. And there's stuff that I love about all of them and stuff that I roll my eyes pretty hard at in all of them. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't really encounter in like regular conversations because it's a pretty specific video game and genre. I guess there's a I, I I like a lot of horror movies, which most people are like, oh, that's gross. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, horror movies are very popular and they make a lot of money. So. Yeah. See, is that, <laughs> so there's know. people out there that like them. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, have you ever gone to a horror movie? And you're the only one in the theater. <laughs> this movie was made only for Lauren. <laughs> yeah, like, for nobody me. else wanted to see it. Well, that I mean, that's part of it. It's like this is so much like the um, uh, it's in the eye of the beholder. Like a lot of it depends on who's around you and what they're interested in. Obviously, Frozen is a beloved story and the music has become um, like just a part of pop culture because that's why it's been made into all of these different things. Like obviously people really like it, but it might just depend on who you're around or I don't know if if you, some of you have experienced this, but it's, it's like, um, 
Oh, actually, Laura, you were talking about this. Like, uh, it's not for adults. Like, I just missed out on the Power Rangers. Like, like Power Rangers just started coming out when I was like becoming a little bit too old to like them, quote unquote. Absolutely like not. We're the same age. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, wait. I have a good story about that. I had the... Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie on VHS, the one with with Ivan Ooze as the bad guy, which (laughs) is still my favorite villain name. Um, And then they they get their like animal morphin shapes and everything. I loved that movie. I would watch it all the time. And when I hit like, I want to say like somewhere between 10 and 12, my stepmom was like, you should send this to your your brother. My, My brother is six years younger than me. And she's like, this is for like, babies this is for boys you should send it to him and i was so hung up on like wanting to get respect from my step parent <laughs> and my dad i'm just like oh yeah i'm like grown up i don't need that baby stuff anymore mm. but when i put that vhs tape into the the box to ship it to my brother i, I did tear up that's Aww. so sad that it's movie like, i still I have my copy of it on vhs uh oh yes we're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. Fa- like family is a whole other thing. You've both brought up examples of people close to you maybe being hating on something that you really like. Granted, my family, I'm clarifying this, is a really geeky family. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they all have their I, I take my family to Comic Cons and stuff with me. Like, they're really geeky and they love Disney. And yet I get I get all the the frozen hate. But yeah, family family is the best and it can be the worst. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a whole other topic. But but my point was that like sometimes the group that you have with you like that's not the group to celebrate that thing that you like. Yep. So right. sometimes you just need to find other people that like that thing. And uh, sometimes it's like time. Like I I love Sequest DSV. The DSV stands for deep submersible vehicle. Um and it just came out on Netflix probably like, I don't know, 10 years ago. When Netflix started streaming, I rediscovered it and I hadn't seen it since the late 90s. Um, has anyone, does anyone else, do people know what Sequest is? Did anyone else watch this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So it's, it's like Star Trek, but underwater and like, you know, just a few <laughs> years in the future, basically. Um, I wonder why I liked it. So um, weird. I know. Right? It's so out of my like niche. Um, and it was, I loved it when it aired in like the early to mid nineties. And I watched it again on Netflix, um, in the late two thousands. My roommates sort of, uh, came in and watched a few episodes with me and they're like, Ali, you like this show? I was like, yeah, it's so great. Uh, and they're like, no, it's really not like the special effects are really bad. And I was like, no, look at them. They're really great. And, and then my roommate, Tony was like, Ali, it's like all murky. Like, you can't see anything. And I was like, because it's underwater. You can't see anything. <laughs> He's like, no, that's because they just didn't have the money to do good effects. And it started kind of like picking apart the stories. And I was like, dude, please go away. Like, I really like this. Like, Doesn't feel good, huh? Does it, Ali? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I realized this episode about like them finding a submarine with haunted sailors is kind of silly, but I still love this show. Um, so it, it's like the show's time had gone by and it doesn't hold up anymore. I, I get the same stuff with Full House. My wife and I love watching Full House, the original series. 
And um, a lot of people are like, why are you guys watching this? This is like so old, but I love it. It's so good. It's Those so people good. can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, it's so wholesome every episode, but yeah. Fuller House is good too. I kind of like Fuller House. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It's pretty good. <laughs> my sister all the time she tells me that she she wants to like she she doesn't none of her friends like the things that she likes mm. so usually if she's watching a tv show she knows to call me because i'll definitely try it out and and try to hop on board and it's got to be i can't think of one time that i've not watched the thing that she wanted to watch <laughs> it's got to be really I, don't, I have no idea what 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 it could possibly be to not make me continue to watch it with her because for the most part like it, that social part is really what does it for me? So I guess it, it, I guess that's why it feels weird when I like something alone and then I don't find somebody else who also likes it. I got to say, this is the one of the best things about the internet. Like you go back 25 years, 30 years, it was really hard to find other people who might like this thing. And if you're embarrassed and thinking you're the only one who likes this show or this toy or this video game, you might not find someone else. If you don't speak up and if you're not in the right environment, you might not meet someone who um, who does like this thing that you like. That was kind of my experience being a Trekkie growing up. I did not believe there were any other Star Trek fans around me. And my be- this is a true story. My best friend, his name is Loen, he and I went to school together since fourth grade. We didn't realize we were both giant Trekkies until our high school graduation. <laughs> wow. We went to each other's houses. We hung out all the time. We just never spoke up about it. We never had a conversation about it because we just we thought no one else would like it. And we were afraid of we might be ridiculed. That's really sweet. I'll tell you the, the way we found out is I was at his house and he was... Um, I don't know. He was like doing something in his room. I think he was like packing something, um, getting ready for like his graduation party or something. And I looked up in his closet and I saw a Star Trek, the original series puzzle. I was like, hey, dude, what's that? And he was like, uh, uh, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. I was like, it looks like it's a Star Trek puzzle. <laughs> but I also wasn't like saying anything similar to oh wow, man that's awesome you got a star trek puzzle i was just like what is that and he goes oh that's got to be my parents puzzle or something oh. <laughs> and then i was like so oh, okay sad. well you know star trek's cool and he goes yeah star trek's cool and it was a slow process over a few weeks where we like finally admitted to each other that we actually like star trek oh my gosh <laughs> oh Okay, I thought I thought of a movie. Yes. My favorite Disney movie is Fantasia and Alma I I don't think I've mm. ever met anybody else who agrees with me that it's Fantasia is my dad's favorite. Is the be- well, I like your dad. <laughs> you should be friends with my dad. I should be friends with your dad. Um especially <laughs> the the deeper layer to this is um in Fantasia my f- my Least favorite is the the Mickey Mouse Sorcerer's Apprentice one, and my most favorite is the um, the Centaurs and and Pegasus, uh, the Pastoral Symphony. That's what's called. Um, that one's my favorite. But I really, I really, 
I didn't like the dinosaur one because it made me really upset that all of the dinosaurs died. But I loved the demon one, the night on Bald Mountain. Oh, the Chernabog? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, with the big old the big old demon guy and uh it's got a bunch of skeletons and ghosts and everything and I loved that one, but I didn't like the one where the dinosaurs died. I was a very weird kid. You just <laughs> like dinosaurs maybe. I just didn't want they didn't get to turn into cool skeletons and have a dance party at the end. <laughs> no, so that's just really died. disappointing. <laughs> but yeah, I <laughs> I used to um when I would babysit kids and they'd be like, let's watch a movie. And I'd be like, I want to watch Fantasia because it's my favorite Disney movie. And the kids are always like, uh, 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 that's like a lame one, but okay. But then it's perfect because it puts young kids to sleep. Yes. And then I get to watch mm-hmm. my favorite movie without annoying children. It's perfect. It's the perfect plan. True story. I had a Fantasia poster on my wall from the age of hmm, four until I was 10 or 11. Was yeah. it the the one with the the it demon had, guy, or was it the no, Mickey it Mouse was, one? It was the Mickey Mouse one with yeah. the starry sky behind it. And yeah, yeah. God, I love that movie. I need to watch that again. The last time I watched both Fantasias, um, right after my grandfather died, hmm. it was a sort of nice remembrance because I used to watch it. Well, I I used to watch the movie and he would ignore me, but he was around, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a nice connected memory there. Lauren, what did you think of the? Did they remake it or they remastered it back in two thousand? No, or they something? did. They it's did a sequel. A, a, a sequel. Oh. Yeah, originally. Okay, so Fantasia came out in nineteen forty, so that's pretty dope. Um, but it was originally <laughs> supposed to be like an ongoing thing, where it's like every time they'd put out a full length feature movie, they'd have like section bits that they'd play before or after, sort of like they like Pixar does with shorts now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would have this Fantasia thing beforehand where they would mix classical music and animation and showcase all of their fantastic artists and, and musicians and orchestra and everything. And um, they made that first movie and it took them so friggin' long to put it together. They were like, wow, there's no way we can keep this going. <laughs> and so it's like they already had a couple of more pieces sort of lined up or, or you know, storyboarded or what have you. And so eventually those turned into the Fantasia 2000 movie that I, gosh, I went and saw that at the Metreon. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just remembered like, oh, right. When the Metreon was still the Metreon. Whoa. Ooh. The wow. Sony Metreon, right? Yeah, yeah, I just had like a little time travel moment. That was really weird. Hey, do you like science fiction? Because I like science fiction. We talk about science fiction all the time. But yeah, we don't have a podcast about science fiction. And I really want to make one. I've been wanting to make one for a long time. So what I did was I made a sci-fi-centric show for our network, a milestone on our Geek Therapy Patreon. What does that mean? It means that once we reach the next milestone of patrons, a certain number of patrons, I'm going to start producing our first ever seasonal show on the network. By seasonal, I mean that it'll be maybe 10 episodes that'll come out weekly, and then we'll take a break and then come back for a second season. We have a few different ideas for shows like that. That would be our first one. So if this interests you, as of this recording, we're seven patrons away from that next milestone. If you want to hear a sci-fi centric show by us, faster consider becoming a patron and even if that doesn't interest you uh please consider becoming a member there because for as little as one dollar a month you'll help support the network help it grow and you also get access to exclusive content for more information about that milestone and membership visit patreon.com slash geek therapy 
Have any of you given up on something because people kept telling you that it's bad? That that happened to me with um the show Heroes. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I love season one. Season one me is too. Me right? too, dude. It's amazing. It's so good. Save the cheerleader, save the world. And um the, uh, with season two, there's a character named Hero who can stop time. And there's Peter Petrelli who absorbs other characters' powers. And I think they didn't really know what to do with these two characters. And they be- got, they became very powerful very quickly. And so they, like, sent Hero, like, to, like, um, ancient Japan or something. And then he got stuck there. And Peter Petrelli, like, couldn't absorb powers anymore. And the show just wasn't as interesting, but I stuck with it because I just love these characters, and I kept sticking with it. And then people are like, "Ali, please!" Like, it was I was living with roommates, I was in grad school, and they're like, "I don't want to watch a show anymore." And we only had one TV, and there was no streaming. And then I was like, "Okay, I guess we'll not watch it," and just gave up on it. Hmm. Yeah, that was a show that had a lot, a lot of promise, and then there. I think that was affected by the writers' strike at the time, yeah. right? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, that killed a lot of good shows. Any of you guys watch um, Pushing Daisies? I've watched the first few episodes. Yeah, that's a that's a great show that was killed by the writer's strike. Mm. So I can't think of a show or anything that I gave up because just people not liking it around me. Um, but I've had that experience with other things. Like uh, at my core, I am still this, but uh, at a time I was a Prius driving vegan with long hair, and like. That was that was kind of rough. That was kind of rough. <laughs> people would make fun of the car. People would make like, oh, being a vegetarian is like the worst. People are always pushing back <laughs> on that, mm. and they're like, it's it's incredible how people don't respect your choice to not eat meat. Um, very aggressively, the long hair thing was was always a problem. Um, that's one where like families like they they feel like they are entitled to to let you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so for things like that, but it it still it made it uncomfortable to the point where I'm I'm more likely to break off a relationship if somebody insists on being so against something that I'm like mm-hmm. that I am to give up the thing. Were you always like that? I've always been like that. Yeah, yeah. See, I keep I keep asking those questions because I was I was such a nervous, anxious kid who thought the things I was into were weird, and if I would get pushed back. As a kid, I would either hide it, bury it, or pretend not to like it, and then um, maybe actually stop watching it. So um, along those lines, um, like my, like I, I love Dragon Ball Z to this day. I fucking love Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball <laughs> Super is amazing. Okay, and uh, I remember my mom once bought me like a, a Trunks T-shirt. Trunks is a is a character on the show, and a hat that said Dragon Ball Z on it. And I thought it looked so cool, but I would never wear it. And still to this day, and this is something that I've always done from since, since I was little all the way up to now. I don't wear anything with a logo on it. I don't wear anything that displays anything that I like. And I'm now I'm obviously more vocal about the things that I like. But my whole life I was very maybe maybe I'm thinking maybe it was because of that because I didn't want to even have to deal with that. I wasn't. I don't feel like I was hiding it so much. I was more like avoiding the conversation and. Yeah, I've always been like that with a lot of stuff. I have this this uh this memory that makes me really sad. My dad, when I was little, he he bought me X Men Valentines for Valentine's Day. Aww. I think I was in first grade, and I still remember this very vividly. And he was so excited because he knew how much I love the X Men. 
And then I took them to school, but I never gave them out because I didn't want anybody to know that I liked oh, the X-Men. That's so oh. sad. And I always felt bad because my dad was so excited. Oh. I think I lied to him. I was like, I just told him, like, yeah, yeah, I gave him out. Oh. Um, yeah. That yeah. makes me so sad. That yeah. really makes me sad because we're about the same age. And, like, all my friends wanted to play X-Men when we were about that age. Like, they wanted to be because the the 90s cartoon. Like, yeah, exactly. everyone, we were all playing X-Men. And, like, I had to be Cyclops because all the girls were taken by other girls. So I had to be Cyclops. But like, <laughs> oh, man. And I did not want to be Cyclops. I wanted to be Rogue. Anyway. But that, like that's a whole episode right there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's do who it. You, who you got forced to role play as as a kid? Um, but yeah, I I don't remember having any like I have those experiences with my family like now making fun of me. But my mom and my dad were very very pro geek. Like we watched Star Trek together every week, Next Hell Generation yeah. and Voyager and Deep Space Nine Hell all yeah. through every week. I had a Nintendo and NES when it came out. Like we had a Super Nintendo when it came out, like and played together. And so I think they they kind of encouraged me to like those things and and, and show my my appreciation for those things mm-hmm. and I guess I, I might have got picked on a little bit in elementary school, more middle school and high school, but I don't know. That that makes me sad that you didn't want to give out your X-Men Valentines. Do you still have them, Josue? I, I would totally I, I take not. one. I do not. Oh. I still to this day I still wouldn't give them out. <sighs> but I don't have any memory of I have memories of like hating all other kids who were around me, but I don't have a, a, a reason why. <laughs> I don't have a memory of like anybody like like picking on my stuff. Uh, I don't have a memory like Ali shitting on, on Batman versus Superman, you know, uh, from, from that early from on. Childhood. So, like, <laughs> from childhood. From um, childhood. Laura, I have to agree with you, and um, it's not like my family's listening to this, but I have to say one of, my, one of the things I'm so grateful for is while my parents hated my like weekend where I was only wear black for like a weekend and then they were like, don't do that. And I was like, okay. And they also hated my goatee that I had for like three days. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They always, always encouraged me in whatever stuff I loved. And um, when in the outside world, I felt like it was so weird and strange at home. I always felt so safe and encouraged in mm-hmm. all the different media I loved. And I'm really thankful for that. Cause I think a lot of people don't have that. It sounds like they just saved up the criticism for the stuff they really wanted you to change. <laughs> yeah. They're all like, if we're cool about the semi not cool stuff, then he'll definitely do what we say when we tell him to shave that stupid goatee. <laughs> the Star Trek thing is a fad, but the, right. the, yeah, don't say anything. Now. Hold right. it. Save it. <laughs> right now now it's funny because my dad's like uh are you gonna force star trek upon your daughter and I'm, yes oh. uh, he's like i haven't ha- haven't had her in my arms watching star trek yet no i haven't <laughs> no i got i have a great i have an even better answer i'm like dad i want her to discover her own star trek Ooh. and my dad's like good answer son oh <laughs> oh <laughs> dad love mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, I can I can tie all of my geeky interests to my parents. The the movie thing in particular, my father used to just go to the video store multiple times a week and just rent 
like everything. We were there was a time when um, when my father and I shared a room after my parents got divorced, and we were living in my grandma's house, and. Every night we would go to sleep while watching movies. Movies are the thing that he loves to this day. Like he, lo- like Netflix is the best thing that ever happened to him. Like if he knew how good things were going to get when he hit sixty, <laughs> <laughs> he would have never believed me when he was younger. And I don't know. Like he, he watched everything. He loved everything. And he does this really interesting thing where he, I don't know how interesting it is, but like if he wa- he's watching a movie and he doesn't like. Uh, a scene like he just starts fast forwarding until he gets to action or or a, or a fight scene or something so like the bad parts don't even bother him because he's he doesn't even give them any attention whatsoever he just keeps going so yeah i don't know and he like every time we talk we talk about the movies that he's watching and everything and again everything that i that i like i can tie back to my mom and my dad your dad's pretty badass for just forwarding through those boring parts. It's kind of <laughs> awesome. Yeah. His only critique will be like, there weren't enough fight scenes in that movie. I'm like, I, okay. Yeah, dad, I get it. <laughs> He'll ask me like, do you think I'll like this movie? I'm like, dad, there's there's not a lot of action in that movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to like it. Save it for okay. Netflix where you can fast forward through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, he just, he, he won't, he won't bother. <laughs> Ali, this was your thing. Is there anything else you want to ask or, or get to or do you? Well, it's it's cool. I didn't know that this is the direction the conversation was going to take, but so much of this sounds like it's about finding your community, finding your people, finding your tribe. And I could have told you that two minutes into this. <laughs> uh, well, and I, 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 I can't believe we took an hour. <laughs> and that, and that's kind of what we talked about last week too. Right? Yeah. Finding right. your people. It sounds like that's such an important theme here. Uh, there is one other piece that sticks out to me and it's uh, I'm, I'm struck by the courage in a lot of you for sticking by the thing that it, that you love and that's something that I've struggled with throughout my um, growing up as a geek and I mean that's something I'd love to hear from our listeners too is um, what was it that helped you to, to stay with this thing and maybe it's just that we just love it so much and we're not willing to give it up I don't know but that's also something that kind of sticks out to me. That's pretty cool to hear. Yeah, the, the word celebration means a lot to me. Celebrating something that that, that I like, something that other people like. I, I I love me a good celebration. But but yeah, I mean, navigating that stuff through life is is hard. Whether it's a movie or whether it's long hair or or whatever it is or a goatee, <laughs> it's uh, it's. It can it can be rough out there. Well, okay, so there's one. There is one more thing, which is. Um, how can you have a productive conversation with someone who really disagrees with you? Because this is something I'm, I'm finding myself struggling with is I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. And on the internet, there's a lot of yucking. At the same time, I also want to have conversations and learn from people who have very different perspectives than I do. Like, I love having conversations with someone who, with whom I really disagree with about, like, Rogue One or Star Trek Discovery or, you know, all these other things that I have very strong opinions about. So how can we have those conversations where it's not yucking someone's yum, but you are learning from each other? I don't necessarily know how to say how to have that conversation because the thoughts are still forming. But I do know that I've had a lot of conversations like that. Um, I don't think not liking someone, what someone else likes, is yucking their yum. And, and telling them you don't like it isn't yucking their yum. Appreciating that they love something and that 
there are things that they find enjoyable about it. And if they are able to tell you like what those things are, if you immediately shit on those things, then you're yucking their yum. Mm. <laughs> but you can say that you don't like this thing because of this. Like Josue and I disagree about some things with um, Star Wars The Force Awakens. He doesn't like what it does to canon. I don't care. I like what it does to canon. But we can have a conversation and not be like, you're stupid for saying that. Or you're stupid for liking that. Or you're stupid for liking it. Right. He likes the movie. He said that last week. But it's what it, there's an implication about what it does that, that he doesn't like. And I disagree with him, but that's okay. Um, and I, when I, when I discovered the, the yuck, don't yuck my yum kind of thing, uh, from that youth group I went to, I, I really wanted to make sure people understand it's okay to like things and disagree with people about liking things and not like everything your friends like. Mm. Um, but you have to respect them and respect that they like it. Laura, that really makes me think about what Husue was saying about being vegetarian. Like, don't mm-hmm. yuck my yum. It It, it is evoking. <laughs> yeah, food, right? <laughs> and it's, I think a, so much of this is about being able to sit at a table together and someone order steak and respecting that and someone order someone being vegetarian and ordering that and someone being vegan and respecting that and not judging the choices that people are mm-hmm. making and yeah. being able to sit there and break bread bread together and have that meal together and and that makes total sense i married a jew who's pescatarian and so she doesn't eat meat except for sometimes she'll eat fish and i love me some bacon and some steak and she respects <laughs> that and and as long as i don't push it on her and she doesn't push her diet on me we're fine. We'll cook separate meats. Um, so I think there's room for that in in the geek world, too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in my experience, when I've encountered people who, who like stuff that I'm like, mm, really? You like that thing? <laughs> um, like when you laughed at my Twilight? Yes, for example. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Refer back about 30 minutes. Yeah, well, what I what I try and do is, even if I if I don't like the thing, I try and ask why they like the thing, mm-hmm. because um, that can be like really cool insight into people's value systems and past experiences and stuff. And and there have been instances where it's like it doesn't change my mind about the thing, but I feel so much closer to the person I'm talking mm-hmm. to yeah. because I understand why they like what they liked about it. And also then I can be all like, oh, if that's the part that you liked, here's this other thing that I do like that you might also like because it has that connection point of the thing that you said, you know, motivated you. Or And then we or, can like this yeah. thing together. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, basically. See, and that's coming at it from a place of curiosity versus critique, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference there. And also, I mean, to, to answer uh, Ali's question, I keep thinking about if you're the one experiencing it where people are, are not liking the things that you like, I think you need to kind of think about whether or not you're prepared to have that conversation. Because if we're talking about religion, if we're talking about like the person that you love – your wife or your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend and you're and someone's like, yeah, I don't like that person. 
like holy shit like wh- mm-hmm. why 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 would you even tell me that right and with religion the same thing it's like oh i think your religion is stupid like like muslims muslims don't know what the fuck they're doing ali right it's like why would i say that why 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 would i come and i think but uh, I think the 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 issue here is that we do not like we assume like because we're talking about video games or movies, we assume that that thing isn't as important to the person as something like religion or a partner or something like that. And for some people, it does feel that way. We've placed more importance on on certain aspects of our identity than others. And even though like objectively media is an important part of everyone's life uh, we don't place the same social value on that so it feels like it's more free game to make fun of yeah we yeah. we, we yeah. do and we don't like we don't in terms of these conversations but we do in terms of the impact it's had on our life and that's where a lot of these conflicts come from is we don't take them as seriously as as we experience them Exactly. You don't know if the person, how the person feels about a thing. Right. That's why, that's why that can be hard. So if you're the one that's experiencing that, reflect on how you feel about these things. This is, these are your beliefs. These are your values. These are things that you care about. I'm not saying think about why you care so much about Frozen. I'm saying like, I care too much about this to be, to even want that conversation. Well, for some people, uh, there's this whole literature on sacred uh, values and sacred beliefs. And for some people, media and stories and characters and ideas um, can rise to that level, the same level as like scripture does for other people. Um, yeah, we talked about this during the spoiler episode. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why, why are spoilers like the worst possible thing you can do to some people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it has it has a lot to do with this same idea. It's hard. Lauren, I love what you said. I think we would have such better conversations if it's focused on on that and understanding um, why someone cares about this thing. My favorite film reviews are the reviews where people talk about the emotional experience they had watching this film. Um, I think I shared this with you all on our Slack channel, but uh, there was a great review of a father-to-be watching Queer Eye and how he identified so much with a lot of the people um, who were the focus of each episode. And um, I love... I love critique that is, it, it's not as much critique as it is an essay about the experience someone has had. And those are my favorite film reviews. Those are my favorite TV reviews. Um, I, I'm a little bit, le- I'm not a filmmaker, so I'm, I'm not, and I'm not a film critic, so I'm not as interested in breaking apart plot, character, writing, scene, cinematography, and stuff like that. I'm more interested in um, what did you feel? What did you think? Like, how did this thing impact you? Again, to to help somebody who's going through that address, I don't know, like how do you how do you deal with people just coming at you, right, constantly? Like if somebody comes at me like like Lauren with curiosity, <laughs> that's great. But if she comes at me laughing, like that's that that feels different. That's not the same thing. That's <laughs> 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 like okay, such okay. And okay. I love that you said that, and then she started laughing immediately because she thought that is, she, she thought funny. I was doing it the other way around. <laughs> No, oh, that's that, that was a good goof that points to that one. No, I mean, my, my advice is, is like if you're feeling uncomfortable because you like a thing that somebody else doesn't like or you don't like a thing that somebody else does like, you know, go go micro or go macro to keep talking about it. Talk about something really tiny and specific about the thing that you like. 
or go really big and be like, well, I, I like this whole genre for these reasons. And, and then maybe stop focusing on the specific point of contention and, and still have a, a productive conversation with somebody. Also, you don't have to have this conversation at all. That's kind of the point I was trying to get at before. Or yep. bounce out and be like, ew, rude, <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> I will say all of those things are very hard to do on social media. I don't think so. I disagree. How? Like, how? <laughs> on social oh, media? scroll past it, man. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, no. Put, I, I mean, put a filter on? It's, it's, put a filter no, on? No, 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 like, no, no. Not blocking, not blocking. Having that nuanced conversation. Oh, having the conversation. Yeah. That's hard well, to do. On, on there's social media. no nuance online. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 You either you either join the prequels <laughs> suck Facebook group or you join the prequel appreciation society group, which is the one that I joined, and then you and you find your tribe. I think the prequel suck Facebook group is just Facebook, <laughs> like in terms of like sheer volume of people who are really nasty about the prequels. It's that's another part of this is it's almost like cool to make fun of them and Josue I'm, uh, bear with me like I was very much in that camp that the prequels are dumb like CGI boo, Jar Jar Binks Misa people um, and then um, Brian Young who is um, an awesome guy he writes a lot about Star Wars um, and he actually writes for StarWars.com we were on a panel together and I was making fun of Jar Jar Binks and he goes okay here's the thing Ali about Jar Jar Binks yeah he sucks like everyone knows he sucks but the reason why he's awesome is the jedi are like yeah look we know this guy sucks but like he's a life form and we're everyone deserves dignity and respect and we're going to respect him and he's like and that's the lesson of jar jar binks in the phantom menace and i was like man that that's pretty good, Brian. That like makes a lot of sense. It's like our text messages about Super Mario um, this week. <laughs> right, right. Um, and that kind of conversation is really hard to have online. Like that stuff, we, we're having it here on a podcast. You can do it in this like longer form discussion, but in tweets and Facebook messages and like, I don't know, that's that stuff, like Lauren said, there's no nuance there. Yeah, if you want to have it, I mean, Look for people to have it with. Find cool people to have it with, or find podcasts that you like, or, or YouTube videos that you like that have that thing. Um, I think I think that the core of, of of the what started this topic is you know sometimes people don't like what you like, and you would never know unless they told you or you ask them. <laughs> and uh, most of the time, uh, for lots of things that I like, people are telling me that they don't like it, and I didn't ask them. <laughs> Right. Unsolicited uh, opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I'm asking, like, if if I'm ready to have that conversation, like, oh, that's interesting. Like, did you did you did you like it? Oh, you didn't like it. Oh, cool. Like, let's talk about that. Like, that's that's something uh, different. Again, finding the tribe, finding the the right people to have those conversations with. Right, right. And again, reflect on how much you care. I think that that's that's my point. Anything else on this, Ali? I think we've um, we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot, and we come back. We, it's, this is probably the theme of. Geek Therapy Radio is uh, find your people and celebrate together. That's part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want people to shit on the stuff that you like, go somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> you can go to Google Plus for that. You'll, you'll find a lot of that <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Dig yeah, yeah, on yeah, Google yeah. Plus. Nice. <laughs> Unbelievable. Don't get me started. I love Google Plus. <laughs> oh, oh, <no>. <laughs> Uh, all I'm saying is it's okay to like bad stuff. Don't do it again. No, I'm, I'm, no. And, Stop it. Uh, it. You know, it takes it takes uh, fertilizer 
to help things grow. So maybe the bad <laughs> stuff that you like is enriching your life anyways. There you go. Why are you calling it bad? Why, why are we? <laughs> I hate because. your shitty boyfriend. I hate your shitty girlfriend. It's like, oh, why do you have to tell me that? Like, why did? Oh, I didn't ask. That's not, that wasn't the question. <laughs> I just want to check. None of you guys are fans of the Hobbit movies, right? I like hey. them. I like them a I lot. Like them. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I did not like well, them, Lauren. But that's going to be another hour-long conversation. <laughs> but you know what? I respect. If, if it were if it were a nuanced conversation, and it wasn't like, ugh, ugh, you like the Hobbit movies? Like, just happened. Um, you know, we start like from a more nuanced place. Like we said, we could do that. I respect. I respect you guys, though, for liking. I respect yeah. you, mm-hmm. but a. A little bit less now. <laughs> I really want some feedback on these conversations because I, I need time. <laughs> that is what I want. Oh, we definitely don't have time for the question queue, but let's let's wrap up with uh, question queue. No, no question. We're queue. not doing question queue. No question, question queue. queue. That's better. <laughs> it's our geek therapy segment. Uh, anybody bring uh, something that was uh, great for them this week? I got a quickie. I'll do it in a minute. I, I, I bet you won't. Put a timer on. Marvel <laughs> Avengers Infinity War trailer just dropped the new one. Yes. I've been not Incredible. the most excited Incredible. about it. And then I saw this new trailer and I'm like, okay, I'm really excited about it. And then I was like, I'm going to go buy my tickets. So I got really excited. That's my geek therapy moment of the week. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's really good. Also, if, you, if you've read the comics, um, like that whole thing, the, like I'd never thought in a million years that they would even mention the fact that Thanos wants to wipe out half the universe. Like that happened in the comics. Oh, so he literally wiped out half the superheroes and people. Oh, so great. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. Lara, what you got? In that vein, Ooh. the uh, Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh yeah! Yes. I totally missed that. It's so good, so and I texted Josue as soon as I saw it. It got me so excited, and oh, then yeah. I got into an argument with my wife when I started reading our, te- our like texts back and forth about the the trailer. She's like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! I haven't seen it. Don't spoil it for me." I'm like, "It's a trailer." <laughs> so, but oh, so excited, and I'm like, "Why can't it be November right mm-hmm. now?" Mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah. Oof. Lauren, what you yeah. bring? Um, I've been watching Jessica Jones season two. I'm almost fin- I got like three episodes left. Okay. Um, that's been pretty cool. I like how they're discussing trauma and addiction and stuff, though I'm getting the feeling like many of the other Netflix comic shows that it's about four episodes too long. <laughs> yeah. Um but I've been enjoying it so far. Uh, and then also I started up a new game of Breath of the Wild and Yes. Yay. Man, it is it was it was I was playing in bed last night. It was raining here, so I could hear the rain on my roof really loud and it started rain, raining in the game just oh. as I got to the top of a big hill and I was looking around and I could see all of the shrines and towers I hadn't discovered yet and it was baby it was like the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, tearing up a little bit. So good, so good, so good. Yeah, you played it on Wii U, and now you're playing it on Switch. Now I am playing it on Switch. Yep, I did the same thing. It was better the second time. Ooh. So I've got two this week. Um, I I've been living uh, because because of the hurricane and stuff. I had uh, gone to my sister's house in Maryland, so I'd been in her basement for the last couple of months, and I didn't have my stuff. And I'm finally uh, I have my own place. 
and I got to set up all my stuff this week. So I set up all my consoles and my TV, and it made me so happy to just have all my stuff again. Yay! It feels really good. Feels really good. And uh, and and probably one of the things that I've been most excited about in a long time is uh, also a, a, a hype announcement. Was that Ava DuVernay is going to direct a DC a, a film in the DC universe um, called The New Gods? Yes. This blows my mind more than the Thanos thing from before, because like I I think that it has the potential to be DC's Black Panther. In the sense that not that it's like going to resonate with a with an entire diaspora of people um, and all this historical context, but just in the fact that it like it it has the potential to look and feel very very different than anything in this genre right now, because the new gods are I mean and they hint at this in in Justice League um, and and in uh, Wonder Woman it's the idea that like there's all these Greek gods these old gods and then there's the new gods and they're these like super powerful alien beings and there's lots of family drama there and Ava DuVernay said that Big um, Barda I think is the mm-hmm. is the name of the of the person she said that's her favorite hero so I cannot believe that they're making a movie of this I can't believe it's Ava I can't oh just look up uh, the new gods. They're one of I think they're the first thing that Jack Kirby did when he left Marvel and went to DC, and they kind of changed the DC universe. And it is, whew, I I can't believe this is happening. I love that hype train. Toot, toot. I am very excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week. Um, any announcements? Anybody? Anything I'm forgetting? Uh, you know, there's a place where people can go if they have questions. And Thank you. Thank you. What is that place called? It is called geektherapy.com slash QQ. That's the letter QQ. And it is the question queue. Please submit your questions into the queue and uh, we'll answer them on a future episode of GT Radio. We'll at least make plans to answer we'll make- them. <laughs> Yeah. And then go on for an hour about a topic that we were going to take a little bit of time for. I but thought it would take 10 topic. minutes, honestly. I can't believe yeah. we spoke <laughs> We'll have good intentions <laughs> about answering your questions <laughs> as a question. Mm-hmm. I, need to, I need to realize who I'm working with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep, so that's another episode of GT Radio. Thank you so much. For more on Geek Therapy and the Geek Therapy Podcast Network, visit geektherapy.com. We're at Geek Therapy on Twitter. Lauren is Chicken Dinosaur. Lara is at Geek Therapist. And Ali is... Ali Matu. I am at Josue Cardona. Uh, we all hang out on Twitter a lot. Uh, find us there. Talk to us. Uh, react to this episode. Use the question queue and we'll be back next week. You just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider supporting us for as little as $1 a month at our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash geektherapy.